Good afternoon, everybody. We have one more episode today of Percussion Beginnings, and we are still staying on Father's Day. And now um, I want to talk more on the spiritual side of Father's Day because um, maybe you are not a Christian, uh, and I'll be speaking specifically to you, but this can actually be a blessing to people who are already Christians as well. So um, we have the whole idea of a father. And just depending on who you are, depending on your life experiences, that may not be a positive idea. Uh, Maybe you um, have a situation where your father is not around. Maybe you have a situation where your father is around and wish that he wasn't. Uh, Maybe you uh, have never met your father. Uh, And maybe you have a wonderful Um, relationship with your father. Um, There are lots of different situations. And so um, just depending on what you're used to, when you hear Father's Day, then a range of emotions can come up, whether they're positive or negative. And then also when you hear that God is a father, then that can also uh, bring up a a range of emotions. Uh, They can be positive and they can be negative, or they can be indifferent. Uh, What I have noticed is that, unfortunately, uh, there are a lot of people who, when they hear that God is a father, they immediately um, are turned off. They say, I don't want to have anything to do with that because if God's a father, that means that I have this kind of relationship or this kind of experience with my father, and that that is nothing that I want to... Uh, um, have anything to do with. And I want to challenge you uh, to reconsider that position because if you look at um, just God throughout the Bible um, and if you look at it through the proper lens, you'll see a lot of positive things. Now, if you look at it through the wrong lens, you'll see some negative things because you might just open the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, and you might see just all these things happening in Um, you might say, whoa, hold on, I I don't know if that's the kind of God I want to be dealing with because if I make a mistake, then, you know, it's just lights out for me. But that's not where we go to to actually find out what God is like because um, there's a song that says something. I need to get the reference, but one of my close friends actually brought this up to me and it was really good. Uh, He said that, he let uh, his actions be known to the Israelites, but he let his ways be known to Moses. And so there's a difference between actions and ways. Your actions are just what has been done. Your ways are is your heart and why you do certain things and things like that. Now, let's just take a specific um, example, small example, and let's just say that you see, you know, just... And I'm not meaning to go to something negative, but just just a typical thing that you might misinterpret. Let's just say that you see um, a father spanking his child. And nobody likes to experience that. Nobody wants to experience that. And so if you're not uh, careful, you'll look at that just in that one instance and say, oh my gosh, that's awful. But maybe that father's motive is, number one, he's kind of told that child, don't do that, don't do that. And then also... The child is too young to really think for themselves, and they were about to do something not not just disobedient, but more importantly, they were going to do something that was very harmful to themselves. 
And because that child isn't in a position to really reason on their own, they have to have some kind of consequence. And then also what you don't see past that experience is when they get back in the car, maybe it happened in the store, when they got back in the car, the father says, you know that I still love you, right? Do you understand why I did this? Now, yes, you were supposed to obey me, but at the same time, if you were, if this were to happen, this would have happened to you and it would have been a bad thing. So you only got a snippet of what that whole experience was. And so that's the problem of uh, looking only to the Old Testament to see what God is like. Now, if you fast forward to the New Testament, it also, uh, it actually says in Hebrews chapter 11, I th- no, 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 I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 1, um, that um, Jesus is the express image of God's glory. And so pretty much also when you see certain things in certain scriptures, uh, you hear God saying, this is my beloved son, hear him. And then Jesus is talking to his disciples in the book of John um, at the um, Last Supper. And Philip says, you know, Lord, show us the Father. That'll be enough for us. And Jesus says, haven't I been here with you, Philip. So if you've known me, he who has seen me who seen, has seen the Father. So if we want to know what God truly is like, we're supposed to look at Jesus. And so um, what I really, really love is uh, something in the New Testament, Matthew, the book of Matthew. That's the first book of the New Testament. And it's something called the Beatitudes. And so if you look at uh, Matthew chapter 4, Five and six. I think four, four is in there, but uh, chapter four may not be in there. But definitely chapter five and six, you're going to see a totally different view of God. God as loving, God as a father, God as a provider. God um, will never let you down. Um, we just see so many things. And so if you have a negative um, view of God, I want to really, really encourage you to read that because uh, Jesus says things that the hairs of your head are all numbered. And so God knows, loves you so much that um, he knows every single uh, strand of hair that's on your head. And that means that every time that you brush your hair, every time you comb your hair or pick your hair, just depending on your ethnicity, and some come out, God still knows how many are left. And he knows how many have grown back. And, you know, if you're a little bit older and wiser and you have less hair, he still knows how much you have left. Even if you've shaven your head and you just have the little follicles, well, he still knows how many are supposed to grow back. So um, that's one thing. Another thing is that he says that two, back then, um, two sparrows would be um, sold for a copper coin. And Jesus says that not one of those sparrows that has such a seemingly low value falls to the ground apart from uh, our Father's will. And then Jesus says, you have the value of many sparrows. And so pretty much you, nothing bad happens without God's awareness. I don't want to say consent because God doesn't bring bad things, but God is aware of everything. And so... Again, he's a very good present father. And so I'd really encourage you to renew your mind to that. Also, uh, there are some things that are said, and I can get the scriptures later on. But again, uh, says things like he's a father to the fatherless. And one scripture that I really love, uh, it's where David is speaking in the Psalms. And he says, when my mother and father forsake me, the Lord will uphold me. So God is that present help in time of need. And so um, I think that 
if we were to really look at the spiritual side of Father's Day, I think it's wonderful to recognize that God is our Father if you are saved. Uh, now, if you're not saved, all you have to do is receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and then immediately you are in the family of God, and God is your Father. And so you have a provider for the rest of your life. You have a protector for the rest of your life. And you have a standby, someone to help you in the Holy Spirit. So there are so many things that you get, <clears throat> excuse me, as a result of being in the family of God that you just don't have if you're not. Because it's just like if you're, if uh, you have a friend and that uh, friend is, you know, has a family, then you can visit, you know, the friend and the family can even love you a lot, but you don't have the same kind of benefits that a member of that family has. And so, um, you know, I mean, the father is obligated to take care of the child. And so if something happens, then they put everything down and say, okay, well, we're going to go to the hospital. And so if, yeah, family night that's, you know, you just come and bond together, then that's just for the family. And they, again, love the, well, love the friends and everything like that. But that's just specifically for family time. So it's just like being in the family of God. So God is love. God is loving and everything. However, there are certain benefits specific only to the family members. And all you have to do is be saved. And then you will be um, um, righteous in God's eyes because Jesus is your righteousness. And then also you will have the rights and privileges as a member of the family and a citizen of the kingdom of God. So I want to really um, just encourage you to think about that. And uh, hopefully that was a blessing to you. And so uh, I guess I will stop it right here and uh, feel free to give me any messages, any questions that you have about that. And until next time, happy practicing.